You're listening to Great Mother Speaks. Great Mother Speaks. I am a child of the Great Mother Father God. A divine child of the Great Mother Father God. Hi, I'm Tammy Taylor, your manifestation muse. Welcome to Great Mother Speaks, where we affirm our divinity identity, where we know that we are dearly loved divine children of the Great Mother Father God, who are never judged condemned or left alone. There are consequences, you know, there are consequences for our actions, but there's never any judgment or condemnation. That is such an integral distinction of this channel. The consciousness that is being streamed is to assist us with that very distinction. We are never judged or condemned because we incarnate in order to evolve. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And so we incarnate into the physical form, dense matter, in order to slow down the high frequency of our energies that does not hold such dense energy. And so when we drop this physical body, it drops to the ground, right? And, and we continue on, right? And we continue to live. I think that most people on the planet kind of understand that now. And the spirit is our unity. We are children of the great mother, father, God, the great mother, father, God, spirit. And through that is where we feel as one. You know, human beings, even in this dense form, are social beings. Why is that? Why are we here on social media so intensely? You know, it's because we're social beings. We are one. The thing is, and this is the distinction, when we get down to the physical world, because we're able to construct and co-create this dense matter, this garb that we don here, and all of its intricacies and simplicities, which this channel is streaming to you, in some clear, balanced, confirming ways to assert your divinity identity, that you too came here in all of your complexity, in all of your boundless beauty and karma, the consequences of our actions and consequences has a negative pejorative vibration and resonance. And so we want to up that resonance as we can do as divine children. And we want to talk about energy exchange. Okay. Karma is just Sanskrit for the result of actions. And so whatever actions we've had, You know, most of us going through this whole thing right now, listening to this, if you are among the privileged few on this planet to still be able to afford Wi-Fi and still be able to converse with healthy, happy friends and family, we are very, very blessed. And so that's the result of past action, that we are able to enjoy this during these times. Yes, we're all having challenges because we are connected. And so even though we may not directly be experiencing something someone we know is experiencing that's very tumultuous at this time or that we are constantly being made aware of because 
people are experiencing it at this time and are making of it whatever they want based on their perception of themselves. And so Great Mother is channeling to us to shift our perspective so that we are not vulnerably absorbing toxins during this time. That's an action we don't want the results of, do we? And so we want to be conscious divine children of the great mother, father, God, you know, and I know most of us who are listening to this, you already are. And this is just a confirmation of that for you. Some of you've never heard it and it's like, okay, I'll give it a chance. Welcome to great mother speaks and welcome to our family of divine children. We're all very unique. And so today what we're talking about is of course, We are never judged or condemned because we are here to evolve. And isn't this an evolutionary time? In order for things to grow in the physical realm, we know that we're coming up on harvest season in the northern hemisphere and the planting season in the southern hemisphere. My Australian homies, hello. And my Fijian friends, Bula. You know, I want you to know that, yes, when in this physical form we do that too we have to be planted and we go through seasons of growth harvest and rebirth as well and so we're going through a very very intense rebirth process right now and so it may feel and that's great mother energy great mother is As you know, our little intro always reminds us, you know, our emotions, our intuition, the still small voice of the Holy Spirit, that's great mother energy. Great father energy is our physical body, what our mind thinks we are. Okay, is it connected with the internal truth of what Great Mother is channeling we are? Dearly loved, divine children of the Great Mother, Father, God. Okay, and that's what we are constantly wanting to be in alignment with because today we're talking about what we are seeing being discussed in our physical world a lot. And that is entitlement. And so we don't have to expand on all the issues that are being brought up in every corner of our dearly loved planet Gaia, Pachamama, um, you know, Gib, you know, our Egyptian Gib, you know, masculine um, earth energy either. But we want to talk about it in terms of our divinity, knowing that we have a choice of our actions, but what kind of support do we have from Great Mother, Father God in asserting this divinity? And that's where the astrology comes in, is in knowing our birth charts. So we're going to talk a little bit about all of this today as we endeavor into the issue of when it comes too easy. When divinity comes too easy, what happens? If you're brought up in a tradition where you're taught this, what happens? And what happens if, like for most of us, this is the first we're ever hearing of it, and okay, I'll give it a chance, but I don't know about all this. You saying you ain't a sinner? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Sin in its original Latin means separation. It means separation from God. That is an oxymoron. 
No, that we can never be separated from God. That's that's impossible. The mind can separate itself, which is why the Christ taught us the renewal of the mind. So we are able to go in all of the spiritual traditions of the planet because we are all connected and the message is the same at the essence of what remains. So judgment and condemnation as it relates to understanding none of us are being judged or condemned at this time because we are all entitled to divinity identity just some of us know it better than others some of us are responding to that awareness in ways that may not be the most enlightened and many of us are responding in a way where we are taking on the challenge to say wow because I do have this evolutionary opportunity right now, (laughs) I might as well take the action of planting some powerful seed. Because I know it's going to come up. I have evolved to a place where I understand this. And so, hmm, what is my highest expression of action I can have at this time? What is going to show my greatest gratitude and appreciation for my divinity at this time? What's going to amp it up? Because these are some amping up energies, aren't they? There's some amping up energies. So I wrote a little poem called Entitlement when it comes to easy to start us off, get us going, and to a communal direction. You know how, you know, you have the song, you know, the A and B selection, as they, as they call in the gospel church. You know, you have your kirtan, you know, of Hinduism, and you have, you know, the call to prayer, you know, um, with Islam. And, you know, everybody has their way of opening up the service. And so we're opening up our channel to receive Great Mother's message, to receive it for the highest good of all on behalf of all of those that I interact with and that hear this message and that are allowing themselves to align with this divine energy at this time. Amen. Selah. Ashe. Entitlement. What happens to the child so warmly held, disciplined if any mild? They grow up to feel entitled to a life of easy loads, lord of parents, tyrant of friends. Creativity and imagination is a trend, not something crafted from limitations, challenges, or amends to situations, circumstances they transformed from grim. Unquenchable, easily excitable, they boil from within. It's hard now beyond the baby pen. No one to kowtow to the one now who must face life with a grin. For any chance to win, they come to me, as they often do, and I freely share 
as it has happened more than a time or two. The child is grown, can't live on its own, and parents now want independence. In their defense, they have been aided and abetted, but together they must clean the bed they have wetted. What's simple to some and impossible to others is to admit life is hard, especially when we're smothered. Trapped in a self-constructed prison, only our soul holds the key to. Only our ego is not used to prioritizing a higher vision. Entitlement is the right to vent and grounds to prevent any modification upon their claim to control. Challenges to it is resented by child and parent. It's insidious. So what is one to do? As I have found similar grounds of entitlement in my divinity, to claim its rights of fancy and flight, the ego must be upended. Not that it's bad, just too densely clad in its own self-destruction. So the dark night of the soul is the dark night of the ego before resurrection. Rebirth, take two. The show must go on. The choice is pain or power. But to know what's not to do, this is up to the ego. And now is the hour. You're listening to Great Mother Speaks. So when we talk about things coming too easily, the divine perception of that is very different than the egoic perception of that. The perception of the soul that knows that it has incarnated in physical form in order to evolve in self-love and spiritual independence has a different perspective than the ego that is veiled from this awareness, okay, and is listening to this, okay, entitlement, I am entitled, things have come too easily to me, what is this about, you know, it doesn't have the advantage of knowing this life is but one of many, and that karma carries over, energy carries over, it doesn't, we can't bottle it up, <laughs> you know, it, it is forever, eternally, and perennially active, and existent, and powerful, and potent, with potential. That's what potent means. And so, um, one of the things, or I should say, three of the foundational things any of us who have had the remote interest in what uh, Dr. Lore used to call pop psychology, popular psychology, which is now uh, popular life coaching. All of us have heard, if, whether we've been to a psychologist, life coach, we've been one ourselves, we are one, we're reading the memes on social media, we all know three basic things about this inner life. And the pink elephant in the room is asking us, who is this message for? Is this message for my conditioned ego that I identify with this lifetime, my biography, my story of who I am, which is not bad, as the poem said. The ego is not bad. It's just too densely clad, you know, with this idea of who it is and that being all that it is. You know, and so if we believe 
all of who we are is who we've been told we are since the day we incarnated in this form, we create our own destruction because we're told that one day we'll die. And so we set ourselves up for this realization, this inevitable outcome that we see happening all around us, and that must be true, right? Because everything is material, right? Everything's physical, right? Everything is, you know, what I see, feel, hear, touch, smell, you know. That's the reality within this time and space. And so this dimension is a bottle that we bottle ourselves up in this ego body, right? Listening to this thing about entitlement, it's a joke to anybody because everybody has entitlement. Everybody. Whether it's a gift, talent, or ability that you have individually, we all take that gift, talent, or ability, no matter how big or small, to the hilt. We cash in on it. If we don't, we have low self-esteem or a tremendous lack of self-awareness. Because all of us have a gift, talent, or ability. I don't care if it is to win the Nathan's hot dog competition. You can expand your gut and release your gut, that is something that you can do. That's the physical manifestation. That's the great father energy, the law, the word, the logos, upon which all the sciences are based. How our biology operates. That's a unique thing. That's a gift, okay? <laughs> but the internal side of that particular gift is that individual also has a tremendous capacity to process their emotions, and so they have the karma over many lifetimes of holding a strong energy in the gut chakra that transforms into this physical body once they incarnate. And they can that, that stomach can chew some stuff up because it does not hold on to stuff. It does not hold on to stuff. You know, now that is in the vibration of divinity. Okay, and when we're not operating that vibration and we force things, just like if we had a different talent, we can sing or uh, we can teach or we can dance or we can write, uh, we can calculate mathematically, whatever that is, however we're using it and whatever we're using it for is not really up for judgment or condemnation. It's a question of, how much does it resonate with our divinity? If it resonates with our divinity, the example of eating the 100 Nathan uh, hot dogs and winning in a short amount of time, and you're somebody who works out as well, but that's something that you do because you know you have that talent, that ability to do it, great. If that's something that is contributing to poor health and it's contributing to a lifestyle of consistently eating that type of diet, then not so much. We're not aligning so much because divinity identity is asserted through our birthright of knowing we have the birthright as a result to be happy, healthy, and whole. So we've all learned that in this inner space, there's this thing called boundaries. And so I have a right to live, speaking of birthright. 
I have a right to be who I am, and you have a right to be who you are, and let's just honor this boundary. Let's honor each other in this, and let's not cross this boundary to where I'm trying to confuse or diffuse your light, and you don't diffuse or cause confusion in my light. Okay, and so this is the dance that we do, and so we all understand about that with coaching and psychology. And we also have heard this thing called projection, where we have issues within ourselves, as we all do. We all come here with shadow karma, issues that we have not addressed lifetime after lifetime. Our soul has just not, that's either has not been on the list bucket list for that lifetime and so you're going to address it in another lifetime things are divinely ordered you know as we find as we get older in life things are divinely ordered and we can look back and we can reflect if a hadn't happened then c wouldn't have happened and d where i am now wouldn't be you know we can see how things have this divine order to them that is not a logical or rational thing and so when we have shadow issues Many times upon that reflection, they come to light and they say, oh, wow, I did that because of this. You know, I was really trying to deal or heal with this particular type of situation. Well, when we don't reflect and learn or we are in that situation at that time and we don't know, we have not learned yet, we have a tendency to project whatever issues we have, whatever pain, feelings of abandonment and abuse that we've experienced in our lives when we don't address those issues, we're blinded to them. We haven't learned that they're issues to begin with. We don't know we're being, we were abandoned, you know, emotionally in our families or, or, or abused verbally. We think that's, that's normal. We project those behaviors onto others. And if it's brought to our attention, this is where the projection comes in, we deny it because that light has not been shown on that shadow yet or shadow also means it's something that we do know and we don't want others to know that we know, okay? So we've all heard about projection. We've all heard about boundaries. And the other thing in pop psychology today that we've heard a lot about is um, we, regardless of what we do, do not do it unless there's a payoff. And so that's why... When we see something being done, we can often say, okay, it might not make any sense what this person is doing on the outside. You know, um, this person looks like they should be doing one thing and they're doing X. I was driving up to the dollar store this morning and I saw in the parking lot, which isn't unusual, but it was early in the morning and it was just the employees getting there. So it was just employee vehicles and I was waiting for the store to open because I had to come back and do some stuff and I need to run in there and run out, you know. I got my little route I do. And so um, I saw one of the employees had like a Miata brand new fancy in front of the Goodwill. And not that a brand new fancy Miata shouldn't be in front of the Goodwill, but as I often see in the area that I live, you know, some really good-hearted people, you know, who are uh, very uh, resourceful. They are means. And um, you see them, you know, trying to help people around that aren't. And you can, 
say, well, this person don't look like they should be up in here, you know, with these people a lot of times. And they are, they are up in there. You hear me? And they be helping with the food lines and different things and stuff. And um, coming from, you know, my upbringing, you just do that. You know, you just do that. And I'm used to being in the community, you know. And it's just always interesting for me to see that. Um, not that I didn't grow up in an integrated situation, but when it was that time, which times are different now, you know, it was just the, the racial lines were more kind of, I don't I don't know, I don't want, I don't want. But um, we don't do things unless we get something out of it. And so even though that doesn't look like where somebody would be of means and of a different race, they're getting something out of doing it, okay? And so we can look at that in all realms of life. When we see someone doing something that it doesn't look like they would be getting anything out of it. We can see in that example how that could really warm your heart. You know, you're paying it forward and whatnot. But sometimes when there is a self-abusive situation or self-abandoning behavior, not standing up for oneself when one needs to draw a boundary. That's why the boundary can't be drawn because of an inability, unwillingness, or just unreadiness. Just you're not available at this particular time. You know, we used to take messages, you know, for people and write them down for people. And just per person is not available. You are, and, and, you, and you're just not available emotionally at a point where you can stop the self-abandonment or you can stop the self-abuse. This all plays into a foundational understanding we all have about entitlement. You know, we are all entitled to a modicum of the energy and the resources that we need to survive. And so when we talk about facing challenges, we not only have the resources that we may have been born into, like say the entitlement poem smothering emotional environment as our example we also have deeper internal resources of our intuition that can guide us that can open up that imaginative space to be creative and start coming to our own solutions and building our own resilience because sometimes when I'm working with people, they are coming into adult age and there's a tremendous amount of guilt about not being resilient. They see how their parents are suffering because of their demands, and but they do not have the tools to apply to daily life situations because they have always been given them. And so it's a situation of developing tools, developing awareness, but we don't do that if we're coming from the perspective that we're just ego and I'm stuck in this cycle, I'm stuck in the story. And so these times that we're living in is all about releasing those kinds of self-judgmental, self-condemning emotional cycles. It's just a lot of baggage that we've been carrying incarnation after incarnation that have had a lot to do with a spiritual understanding in the flesh, a fleshly spiritual understanding. Because remember, 
Our religion is the actual application of our spiritual beliefs. So whatever and whoever we believe God to be, we believe ourselves to be. That's our spirituality. So if we believe God to be a condemning, judgmental God, that is who we are. And we've had many lifetimes of that kind of spirituality. And we've gone through the religions and we've had lifetimes as Muslim and we've had lifetime as agnostic and we've had lifetimes as Christian. And we've been, um, many of us have been in various relationships with those institutions in regard to how we apply our spirituality in our daily lives. But now, as we are moving into the Aquarian age, or as it is also known as the fifth yuga, or we're talking about the new cosmic age post-2012, however you want to frame this period of time and transition into a newer, more open, enlightened time, it is the dark night of the soul to it. Rebirth, take two, the show must go on. The choice is pain or power. So will we continue to choose the limited egoic perception of our entitlement, which is just what I've been given, just what I know, I don't have the tools, and so let me just cry here and wet the bed until times are coming to an end. Or from our divinity that knows that we have faced many challenges and that many of them are overcome by the simple application of self-care. That's why we hear so much and there's so many memes about self-love and great mother. You know, her moniker is you are dearly loved. Because so many of our whines and cries as children of the great mother, father, God can be soothed by ourselves. So many of them, so many of them, so many of them. But see, that requires the application of a spiritual belief that says, I am a dearly loved divine child of the great mother, father, God who is never judged, condemned, or left alone. That requires that spiritual perspective of God, of the creator, of the universe, of the cosmos, of all that is, in order to allow your own perception, your own spirituality, Spirituality is how we define our presence, our being. That is spirituality. How we define our existence. That is spirituality. Religion is how we relate to that definition. How do we apply that definition? 
in our daily lives. So entitlement when it comes to easy has to do with this idea that there is judgment and there is condemnation for going about your divinity in the best way you knew how. You know, the, the you know we 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 dreamed dreams when we were twelve years old of what we would want our lives to be, and many of us are living those lives, and many of us are not. The important thing is that we understand the journey in our power to choose what our existence is about each and every moment. And as we make those choices, we are creating our lives. The question is, are we making those choices from a perspective of entitlement that comes too easily and says, who are you talking to me? Easy how what? Unaware of karma, we are living the life of the result of past actions in this life and lives before. Present actions, that's why it's called power. We get to choose what we do every moment. We get to choose what those results are going to be. Planting the seed. The growth, the, the honing, the weeding, the pruning seasons of life. And that's what this season is. We're coming up on the harvest. October to February, we're coming up for some harvest now. Um, and be glad that you have gotten hit to the slow grind that is building up to this because you can apply the practice of divinity to your daily life in order to reap the benefits of your divinity identity as a dearly loved divine child of the great mother, father, God, who is never judged, condemned, or left alone. There is a family of people on this planet who are making the choice to say, I know that I have the power to choose my highest self in this moment, the highest thought, my thoughts create my attitudes, my emotions, my actions, ultimately. And these thoughts are going to align with an understanding and a practice of my existence that honors that. And so, Ashe, Eman, Selah, I am honoring what entitlement truly means for me and I'm grateful for how easily it has come to me. And I truly hope this message has been received by you in such a way. Thank you so much for listening to Great Mother Speaks, but above all and most of all, remember, Great Mother loves you and I do too. You're listening to Great Mother Speaks. Why not book 
a moon sign reading at greatmotherspeaks.info. It's like having your very own internal homing device. Yeah, it's good to know where Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and all that stuff is in your chart. And the aspects are really important because they tell you your defaults, what you default to emotionally, what you default to in relationships and why. My specialization is looking at where your soul is evolving to. So go there right now and get a moon sign reading. It's Vedic Astrology, so it focuses on the moon. Just click moon sign reading and use coupon code POWER2020 for 35% off now. Great Mother, Holy Spirit, yes.